This is an audio recording of my post on medium.com. How I lost my short-term memory. It's just old age, I kept getting told. You're just having a bad day. Something had changed and I just couldn't remember what it was. It's National Stress Awareness Day today, it's the 7th of November, and I felt I couldn't let this one slip by. Being in this situation of having chronic short-term memory loss due to stress and anxiety, I felt I needed to share my story as I know I'm not alone. I know there are others out there. They maybe just don't know that they're all linked and it isn't just old age as everyone seems to think. You know that feeling you get when you walk into a room and can't remember what you're in there for? Well, welcome to my world constantly. After a particularly unprecedented and relentlessly stressful 18 months last year, I succumbed to the second breakdown I've had in my life. For a very different reason and for a very different set of circumstances, my body gave up and stopped sending me all the warning signs and the hints something needed to change. Instead, it drastically informed me that I just couldn't go on. You associate stress generally with work, and yes, most people will experience it in the workplace, but it isn't the only contributing factor. Stress is a multifaceted, heavy, dense ball of pressure that you are constantly carrying around with you. Mine was heavy, very, very heavy. And as I look back now, my pressure ball wasn't just mine. I had grabbed stress from an impressive amount of people and places. Stress is a choice, but it is also something not to blame yourself for. If you look at it like a a long-term condition like asthma or diabetes, you need to look at how to adapt your lifestyle and self-worth to cope with it. Before August last year, I prided myself on detail. I was the one who could list off detailed conversations, action points from my meetings. I could regale you with anecdotal stories and lists from what I'd done and how I'd done it. My friends, family and colleagues all relied on this talent I had. The assurance and value I felt every time I could help someone remember something was second to none. I felt so worthy and useful, needed and unwanted. Then came August, the breakdown. Let me also let you know that as I've experienced two of these events now, they couldn't have been more different The signs were different, the incidents were different, so I was just blind. I couldn't have seen the warning signs, even if I tried. I won't give you the full story here. If you want to read about it, I did decide to share my story a few months ago on a blog um, after my friend experienced something similar, so you can go to the link on the medium.com post to find that. Uh, The few days after the event, I could barely pack the dishwasher. 13 months on, and thankfully, my logic and precise dishwasher skills are back. But my ability to retain a conversation I've just had 10 minutes ago with my partner or with my manager at work have completely disappeared. My psychiatrist at the time prescribed me a course of vitamin B12 to help curb the memory loss in the early days. But apart from that and recommending I take omega-3, there was nothing else I could do. My psychologist, however, was of another opinion. I remember her saying to me, what if I told you that this is the future and you won't get your memory back? My draw, my jaw dropped. 
I was so floored by this information and she carried on with what if you need to now adapt to the new way of life and accept that you can't be who you used to be and you know I've been through a lot of therapy so I'm very comfortable talking about areas of self-improvement and things like that but this wiped me clean I'm 36 are you joking how can I this can't be real surely I can recover it, it it's part of the treatment right after my breakdown it's got to be I remember it clearly. My psychologist just shrugged her shoulders and calmly said to me, maybe not, we don't know. I know now she was right. The past 13 months have not been easy. If anything, they've been an uphill struggle every single day. Battling with the knowledge that I know I feel I have to overcome, I, I haven't overcome the acute anxiety and stress that came with my breakdown last year. I just don't have control over my memory anymore. I've had my choice taken away from me. I can't choose whether I want to retain information or not. It just goes, disappears, poof, gone. What I've had to learn though is that it is, it is, I've learned the hard way that stress is a choice. I choose whether to be stressed or not. It's not, it's not what I do that allows the stress to infiltrate my inner well-being. Being in a high-pressure environment, personally or professionally, will put you under significant amounts of stress. But it's how you deal with it, and this is no easy task. It doesn't come easy, and sometimes you will succumb. I know I do, and other times you will defy logic and cope marvellously. Adapting to not remembering everything is hard, really hard. When you're used to having all the information at hand, you now face the task of finally balancing your notes and recording systems with what you think you need to remember. I'm not coping with, uh, well with this at all. Trying to make an instant decision on whether I need to record a piece of information just in case I need it in the future is currently a big problem. I'm scared. I want to record everything. Online project management systems, planners, post-it notes, calendars, notice boards, I have them all. But it's becoming its own area of stress. Not my circus, not my monkeys. Have you heard that phrase before? I hadn't until last year. Now I live by it. My stress and anxiety I had was down to the other, not only to myself, but to other people and circumstances as well. I had absorbed other people's problems and I was constantly emotionally distraught when seeing people in distress. I took it off them and in the hope that it would help them, it never did and it did not help me either. Can you do anything about it right now? The other side of my stress and anxiety came from trying to fix everything right away. I wanted to jump on every issue I came across and try to resolve it there and then. I'd get so bogged down in the details of how I was going to fix it, but then get distracted by the next issue. This didn't help, as I would realise in the end that I had 101 different issues I hadn't fixed, so would then scorn myself and that I hadn't helped and that I was just a waste of space and there was no point. Now... I am constantly asking myself what I can do right then in a moment, <laughs> in that moment. The, the diagram on the article um, shows uh, basically what I live my life by now. It looks simple, right? Hmm. The jury's still out on that one. The reality is, is that stress is something that we all face and it's how we deal with it is a completely different matter. It is a choice. Time and training... Uh, 
in this area to keep us combating the stress in the way that we can. That's the key thing. You aren't going to learn something overnight and you aren't going to change your lifestyle overnight. So don't kick yourself when you do succumb. I certainly don't. But at the same time, it's realising you can make a difference. You can change the way you think. It's just going to take time. Taking a step back is so important. Ask yourself some inner monologue questions. Are these my monkeys? Is this my circus? Should I get involved or should I just let it go? I want to fix everyone's problems. I wanted to make everyone's lives more efficient. I've only learned recently I can't. It's their life, not mine. Their choices, not mine. I need to focus on my circus and my monkeys. If I realise I'm holding on to someone else's monkey, I pass them on now. Sometimes willingly and sometimes very reluctantly. But it's working. National Stress Awareness Day is so important and I'm glad that we're starting to talk about it more. In the UK, we are luckier than most that we have access to the support to help us, but people barely know the tools that are there and workplaces are reluctant to give their workforce the space to develop their well-being. Luckily, I work in an organisation which recognises the need for well-being support in the workplace, but we still have such a way to go. It's still something that's so stigmatised, but at the same time, people abuse the terms and just stick a label of stress, anxiety or depression on everything. It's up to us to change our culture and environments to be more aware. Support one another and know the signs. So I hope this article has helped. Have you thought about your monkeys yet? Till next time.